Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The lingo, the language we use with our players, with our users, is that we understand that asking for a loan is a stressful situation. So we need to create the right environment for them to feel, hey, we got you. You're at credit like me. Just chill, relax. We're going to take care of you. So the way we talk to our, to our players, to our user base, the way the app is built, the design really transmits that idea, right? So make it easier for our users, for our, for our players. If you pay your loan back, pay it with delinquency, doesn't matter. If you fully pay your loan back, we're always going to lend you again. Whenever you're ready, we're going to give you another loan. No questions asked. You may have noticed that I have taken to using the tagline, the world's most widely sourced lending insights. If you were wondering, yes, it is entirely unresearched and self-assigned, but hey, that's advertising. And it really does represent a goal of mine. In the first 50 episodes, I spoke to guests working in 25 different countries. However, more recently, I may have got a bit too focused. In the last 15 episodes, we've been to the US seven times, to South Africa three times, and to the UK twice. So it's time to travel. Starting today in Mexico, where the work that Credit Like Me has been doing for the last decade is reshaping the micro-lending landscape. And if all my plans come together, we won't visit any single country twice, between now and Christmas. Next week we're going to, well, we're going straight back to the US, but I promise it is to a part of the industry we've been nowhere near before. And then we're in Portugal, Germany, Norway, France, Mauritius, Uruguay, and we'll see from there. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. Jorge Enriquez, co-founder of Credit Like Me, welcome to the show. You have been a force for innovation in Mexican lending for some time now. But before we talk about how you're disrupting the market, let's take a step further back. How did you get into lending? And what was your background before founding Credit Like Me? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, uh, Brendan, and a chance to speak about what we're trying to do at Credit Like Me. My interest in finance and micro lending started while I was at college with one of my co-founders, Armando Curoda, who's a great innovator. We were spending time reading about Mohammed Junus and everything that was happening in, in Southeast Asia. It, it was crazy. It was mind blowing for us, at least, because we both come from families that have invested in finance companies and creative lending companies. Uh, so this micro lending thing, uh, microfinance really caught up to us because at the end of the day, it really helped people give access to credit. And in a country like Mexico, in a developing country like Mexico, access to credit for the bottom of the pyramid for users that were not 
let's just steal a term from FICO or Lingo, that were not prime, it was practically inaccessible. So in college, we were studying the use cases of microfinance. Uh, we spent a lot of time in libraries, and, and we created a microfinance of our own back then. Obviously, after college, our families told us, hey, <laughs> lending is not that easy. You should go out and gain some real-world experience, like go find a job and then come back once you have an idea. And once you know at least how to collect, because lending is very easy. Everyone can do it, but collections, it's hard. So right after college, both Armando and I, we went our separate ways. I started to working for a consumer lending company. I was lucky enough to get a job at what I wanted to do. This was a, a, a company that was owned in part by the owners of a big retail chain in Mexico. So I was able to get lots of experience there. I really got a sense of what it took to distribute credit and what it took to build teams and actually see reality, see what was lending like, who were the users. The reality obviously is not as you see it in books or in videos. So that gave me a sense of what users really wanted and what was lacking there, at least in our mind. Yeah. So you, you had that idea burning in your mind from the start and then you you were building up this experience within the industry. But then what was it that, that final spark that moved you to Credi Like Me, going from working within an organization to being founders of this uh, rather innovative lender? Yeah, so what, what we learned for over practically seven, seven, eight plus years of experience before founding Credi Like Me was that for the market, the one we're targeting, there was a missing step. All credit products, all microfinance products were plain vanilla products. You get a loan, you get a term to pay it back, and then you're allowed to get a new loan, but with the same conditions. Also, distribution and accessing that loan was hard because you need to meet in person and following the microfinance methodology. You had to meet with the loan officer and your self-help group at least once a week or bi-weekly. And that was tough because that meant that you had to assign time, an afternoon or a whole morning just to do that. You needed to make the time to actually go to the, to the branch or, or, or to meet the group. So we saw those two things, those deficiencies in the market. Yeah, so that was the landscape that you, you launched Credi Like Me into. What was it that you were going to do different? How did you uh, rethink the, the process from offering just vanilla loans in these time-consuming but safe ways. So we understood as prime borrowers in Mexico and in other, other countries have benefits and perks that they unlock. But we saw that in this market, there weren't any benefits or perks. Also, at the time, there was this huge trend happening called gamification, which is using uh, video game concepts in, in real-world scenarios. I'm talking 2012, 2013, gamification was suddenly a thing. So with the help of gamification, we were able to create this journey, this player journey, in which we would create instant feedback loops to the user or player, as we call them, in, in which they could unlock better conditions. That, that idea with technology, it turned out to be very easy to do it because you would code a simple set of rules, and then suddenly, boom, a new product, a new experience for the users. We needed to show users progress. 
and a sense of improvement and a way to let them know how they can unlock better conditions for their loans. So we created the levels, the ladder of trust. So everyone starts at level one and they can climb up to level six. Then we created a points and reward system that actually means something. So every time you accomplish a, a payment on time and all that, you get uh, points that can translate to money. Money that you can use to pay your loan back or do mobile top-ups. Then we have batches. Every time you accomplish a milestone, you get a batch. And also, you can use our, our referral system. So your loan can actually be paid off by referring users. So this whole set of items plus others and the way we communicate progress to our users is the real innovation. So the consumer is not left wondering. They're not left a little bit shy to ask, can they get something more? You know, they, they come in, they can see what needs to get done. You're a full route into the market, but then stay with me and you can see uh, how you'll benefit. And I really like uh, that philosophy. One of our key promises to our, to our players, to our users, is that no matter how you repay your loan, if you repay it, you will always get another loan from us. Contrary to what other online lenders or apps are doing, they just see it as a way that if you pay your loan back, then I'm going to analyze you again. And I'm going to keep accessing your phone to see where you've been, who's messaging you and, and the like. But we won't do any stuff like that. If you pay your loan back, that means you're credit worthy and we'll be happy to lend you again whenever you need it. Yeah, everybody's going to make mistakes and, and people might miss a payment. And in a traditional model, yeah, people can get punished for that mispayment for years and years and years. Whereas you've got that very clear promise like, well, if you make it right, if you finish paying your, your loan, yeah, you can get another one. Then you don't have to worry about, well, what is your FICO score? What range is it in? Then you have to educate people on what is a FICO score. Yeah. You've got to educate them on how to optimize it. We sometimes get so caught up in the product nuance that these simple, clear messages get forgotten about. And another challenge for, 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 for credit bureau scores or, or FICO scores is that it's not only about your relationship within the bank and you. It's a relationship with all your banks, with all your financial products, and with all the lenders. That's hard because you might be servicing one debt or one credit card very well, but another one you're paying the minimum. So at the end, your FICO score would stay the same. Would stay the same. With us, with Credit Like Me, the real innovation is that it's all about the relationship between Credit Like Me and the player and the user. So that also changes the way we see credit scoring because all we care is the relationship between us. And, and, and you've chosen and you've proven to be great worthy with us. And we believe that the trust we're building, that's the best indicator that you're going to be a, a good borrower. Nothing else matters. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But I want to go back a bit because I know that even in your early days, you were trying out and experimenting with all sorts of innovative ways to gather data and to try and calculate the risk of consumers with no file or thin file on the bureaus, including lots of early experimentation with social social media and social network data. So talk to me about that. How do you create and gather alternative data? And how have you, through the life of Credit Like Me, been using these alternative sources to get credit insights? Yeah, definitely. So from where, when we started back in 2012 to about late 2015, we were doing all these experiments. And, and just to put into perspective, it was a different world back then. There weren't any information that you would package and, and assess. And machine learning was not there yet. All of that stuff. So when we started, the first experiment was users needed to access to their Facebook accounts and actually post on their wall. Back then, there was a Facebook wall in which you would post and your friends would comment if they felt like it. So we did this that at the beginning, the very first experiments, the very first beta test is, hey, if you want a loan from Credit Like Me, you need to post on your wall and have 10 friends vouch for you. And then like that, we, we came up with this term of crowdsourcing your credit score. Yeah, because you were saying you took inspiration from Mohammed Youssef and the Grameen model was you know, group lending. And I guess that would, I guess, be the first way of digitizing a group where you're using that social network and yeah, are your friends willing to, to, to say you're, you're a, good, uh, a good risk? But I imagine not the easiest approach to scale up and to, no. to expand. Definitely. That was non-scalable. It was challenging operationally wise, but we learned a lot of the willingness. We learned a lot about the willingness of people to prove their credit worthy when there isn't enough information. And, and we learned that if we create this circle of trust with our user base, they would be willing to share stuff with us. Obviously, there's this whole privacy issues that we take very seriously. So due to those two things, it wasn't scalable. And then remember 2015, all the Cambridge Analytica stuff and everything that happened, simply it was not scalable. We could not leverage that data. I mean, I remember back then we were doing less than 100 loans per month. Now we're doing thousands of loans per month. So (laughs) we learned a lot and it really helped us shape and define what we were trying to do or, or solve the challenge of risk assessing first-time borrowers and detecting fraud because fraud in online lending is huge it's huge and we also use other technologies back then but then we migrated to to creating our, our own model and it's been a fun ride we've learned a lot and we're still learning yeah, well, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's great to see that legacy of innovation of really experimenting in different ways. And even if 
it turns out that yeah, it wasn't scalable for the future. I think it shows a willingness to to experiment that's laudable. Now, you talk about how much things have changed. Talk to me about that. How's Credit Like Me grown over the last 10 years? And maybe also for context, how has the Mexican lending landscape changed? Well, the big challenge for, for lending or consumer lending in Mexico is, is risk and distribution. You need to have the right way to assess, to assess risk and you need to have the right way to distribute your loans. In that order, that's why there's a national survey that uh, the Consumer Protection Agency and the regulator in Mexico do every couple of years. They ask Mexicans if they need cash, how would they solve it? And asking for a loan to a formal a borrower, it comes like third or fourth, right? Users of credit or borrowers would first ask family members for a loan. Second, they would go to pawn shops, which they are all over the country. So they can assault the distribution issue. And there's a huge saying in Mexican culture, los bienes son para remediar los males. It's like your goods are meant to solve your your mishappenings or, or your bad uh, the bad stuff that happens in Mexican culture, punch ups are a huge thing. So, and the, and and the results of the survey acknowledge that. So it's either friends and family, it's punch ups, uh, and then it's like formal credit, like the third choice that comes up in the survey. So uh, the Mexican landscape is still pretty much like that. The risk assessing part of the equation is very hard. And also there's a mistrust from the general public, from lenders. Even And even now, digital lenders, there have been pretty bad actors lately, as of lately. And so borrowers, they mistrust everyone. And, and it's pretty funny because if you go on Facebook now, here in Mexico, and you put, hey, I'm looking for a loan, you would see all these fake lenders. And through social media, to WhatsApp, there are a lot of, of fraud. There's, there's a lot of fraud uh, going on. So the borrowers in Mexico are pretty skeptical. Anyways, that's part of the issue of distributing credit as in other developing economies. But with technology, if we communicate that we are that we are regulated in a way and that uh, we are formal lenders and we're going to help you build your credit score and we send out the right message uh, for some users that would click but unfortunately, there are so many bad actors there and there are so many challenges still. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of when I was talking to Anna Ruffley uh, from the Lending Standards Board here in the UK. It's an organization that lenders can voluntarily join to hold themselves to a stricter level of mm-hmm. regulation. And I say, when I was lending, we would never volunteer to be regulated. But one of the messages was this, that, you know, there's so much happening that if you can show your customers you're committing to this stricter level of regulation then consumers appreciate that exactly yeah we used to always be scared of the regulator but actually if they do it right they really do help the industry and the thing in mexico is that that actually works pretty well in mexico of course it's a bureaucracy and it's a pain but it actually works but the issue in mexico is that lending is not regulated so any company can lend money obviously if you want to be do it right and you want to be regulated then you need a certain chapter and you, you need to go through all this process with the regulator to become a lender. But apart from that, anyone can lend. So that's the issue here in Mexico. So consumer protection actually works. It works pretty good. But the fact is that anyone can do it. So companies 
or individuals decide if they want to be regulated. And as you mentioned, nobody wants to be regulated. <laughs> it's hard. But for the sake of the user, for the sake of the market, it really makes sense. Yeah. And um, it's a credit like me. I mean, we, we've talked about Dick right from the start. I mean, even before you started your career, you were looking to shake up the industry. You then founded Credit Like Me and from, from its early days has been willing to experiment to try new things. When you look at where you are today, sort of a decade after founding, what are your thoughts on what you need to do to continue serving your customers? Yeah, so what we created in Credit Like Me is a product or a customer journey that helps our players, our users uh, develop a credit file and to have pretty good conditions for their loans. So with that, what we want to do is keep growing with them in their financial journey. So we're saying, hey, you're on the, on the formal credit lane. Let's stay there and tell me what else do you need? Because there are some users, they've been with us for over eight years, but now their needs, their financial needs are different. So what we're going to try to do is to develop more solutions that fit their needs now. Auto loans and other sorts of financial products that, that make sense for the time there are now in their life. So we will continue innovating there and creating more levels and products. I mean, it really talks to that idea of the trust ladder that you're not just trying to innovate better ways to serve new to credit customers. You're saying, what about those customers who were new to credit with us eight years ago? They're still customers of ours. What are we going to do to innovate service for them? So you, you're really thinking about your customer in that journey. Yeah, as I said earlier on, I mean, I think that can get forgotten in this new to credit space and people might innovate with a, a clever score and then not think of the product. I don't have a lot of listeners in Mexico, but if somebody's listening in Mexico and wants to maybe borrow from you or others are listening and want to get inspired by some of the, the work you've done in Mexico, where can people go to, to learn more about Credit Like Me? Yeah, sure. I think the, uh, the obvious answer to that is going to our site. It's creditlike.me. Creditlike.me. There are a lot of resources there. Or one social media platform that we use a lot is YouTube. So we create a lot of content there uh, on YouTube that you could go and watch. Just type on the, on the search search bar Credit Like Me and the channel would come up and educational content about uh, fighting fraud. There's educational content about uh, finance, uh, about loans, and just general topics that our users find, a lot of them find them useful. Great. I will put those links as well in the show notes. Jorge, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really interesting. It's a, well, a market I knew very little about, but a company that's really inspired me with the your, the approach you take. I think a lot of lenders could uh, could learn from. So it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you, Brendan. And yeah, Mexico is a pretty interesting market nowadays with fintech. It's a huge market. But before before fintech was fintech, MFIs, the traditional microfinance, uh, are big here. They really provide a service and, and they really help users. So it's a pretty interesting market. And thank you all for listening. Please do look for and follow the show on your favorite podcast platform and share the updates widely on LinkedIn. Plus, send me a connection request while you're there. This show is written and recorded by myself, Brendan LaGrange, in Brighton, England. Show music is by I Am Wake, and you can find show notes and written transcripts at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.com.
www.htlmts.show or just www.htlmts.show and I'll see you again in next Thursday. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.